Hello, and welcome back to another production of Go Be Wyoming. Today is October 8th, and we have a special guest, Spencer Kazara, candidate for Sheridan City Council. This interview is brought to you by Alpha Graphics of Sheridan. This is our second interview with Spencer. We're going to talk a little bit about the debates um, in the upcoming election. Let's get into it. I'm sitting down with Spencer Kazara again. Spencer, thanks for, sorry our schedules are all messed up, but thanks for coming in. No problem, thank you for having me. Um, let's just jump right into it. We were kind of talking about it off air. Um, how do you think the debates went? Um, you know, that was last week. Um, yeah, kind of give your, your two cents on how the debates went. Yeah, I, I think they went well. Um, I feel like I had some good answers. Again, like I was telling you, the debates are hard. Uh, I guess they're not debates, they're more of a, a candidate forum because I wasn't debating with the other candidates. But regardless of that, of that fact, um, you don't know what they're going to ask. So you go up on stage completely unprepared, essentially, and maybe that's part of it. You know, they want you to be unprepared so that they can see how you think on the spot or, um, you know, Maybe you already had answers to some of those questions. I'm not sure, but right. Uh, and, they, and they go out of order. Uh, they change the order every time, I should say. So sometimes they ask a question, and you might be the first to to answer. And at, and at that point, you're at somewhat of a, dis a disadvantage. And there's an advantage that comes along with that too. The disadvantage is that you have to think of your answer like right then. You have no time to think of it, you know, as mm -hmm. another candidates are answering. The and the disadvantage of going last, of course, is that you have all the time in the world to think of the answer, but also a lot of the other candidates will have said something that you want to say. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, what he said. Yeah. So, yep. so, so it's kind of a, you know, give and take on both sides. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a kind of a difficult situation, I mean, as far as things like that go. Yeah. And, and like you said, it, it wasn't really a debate, which is, you know, it, it was more of kind of a forum. And right. um, I don't believe all the candidates were there. No, um, I think Sean was out of town. Yep. So I think he was not able to attend. And then uh, they did say Drew Davis was not available to attend. But I had saw him there earlier that evening. And I don't know if he was available to stay for the whole thing. And maybe that's why. He yeah. So there, quite a few were missing, but um, you can find that on the, the city's website or the Chamber of Commerce. Um, you can see, you can watch the debates on there. Right, yeah. Live on YouTube, they have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll just cover what I thought. I think the biggest questions they were asking was um, Sheridan is obviously seeing some growth. Definitely. You know, so infrastructure, housing was a topic. Uh, talk a little bit about that. You know, pretty much all the candidates had the same answer, but um, as you guys know, you only had 60 seconds. Yeah, in. Um, so uh, explain what you think you bring to the table in regards to Sheridan's upcoming growth um, and, uh, you know, housing and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so growth is a hard thing to manage. You want to grow. Um, but you want to do it in such a way that you don't uh, put stresses on the city utilities and, and other things that, um, you know, like infrastructure, like you mentioned. 
So we want to be able to keep up plowing the streets. We want to be able to keep up with the roads. Now, uh, as far as affordable housing and stuff like that goes, that's always like, I hate answering that question because affordable is like one of those words that it means something different to me than it does to you than yep. it does to somebody else. Like, like affordable for someone who works at Weatherby is a completely different amount than affordable for somebody who may wait tables, right? Mm -hmm. So when you say affordable housing, it's like, I don't know who we're catering to, so what's affordable? Yeah. You got to start by defining that. Now, maybe you take the average or median income of somebody in Sheridan and then that's affordable. You know, I don't know. I don't know how you work that exactly. Right. At the end of the day, the, the toughest thing for me is free markets kind of decide what the price of housing is. Now, the city can't come step in and say, well, you can't sell your house for that much. You have to sell it for less. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's impossible for us to manage, manage that. that. Now, what we can do as a city is look at the ordinances that we have um, and make sure that we're not unnecessarily preventing uh, developers from uh, getting a hold of land and building housing that could be less expensive. Right. Right. So, so we just want, we, as a city, we just want to get out of the way, mm -hmm. uh, basically. Yep. So, and it's a fine line of getting out of the way, but also making sure, you know, that the developers aren't, you know, the trampling the, yep. the surrounding areas and, and things. Yeah, definitely. There is a fine line. Yep. So like the city has to maintain some control of zoning and, and you know, building standards and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But at the same time, we want to make sure that that's why I said, um, make sure that we're not unnecessarily preventing somebody, yep. you know, so, so. Uh, yeah, we want to make it easy, but, but we don't want to make it, uh, you know, we don't want to be irresponsible. Yeah. And I think you coming from the background um, in the private sector, you know, understanding markets, I think some people are, are going to get frustrated with, you know, it's a supply and demand problem. Yeah, the right. city's going to run out of lots. I mean, that's just how it goes. And True. if we're running out of supply and the, the goes yep. Up. Yeah. so it, it's nice to have that I because you know some people are going to bring that up as like it's not affordable it's like well that that you know you right. you want the city to step in and and you know and I think that's yeah. not where we want to go we can't I mean I think I mean maybe, maybe there'd be some way that we, that we could but I mean I don't think that that's an option yeah it's it's uh it's not responsible to do you, you can't set prices in in markets and just like you said it's supply and demand and, and it all will boil down back to that yeah so you have a certain number of houses you know uh for easy math let's say there's 100 and there's 50 people that want houses well only 25 people are selling so those 50 people have to compete with each other because only half of them are going to get a house yeah. so there's a break-even price point at sellers are willing to sell for as much as they possibly can Right, I have a uh, like a nine hundred and some square foot house. I'll sell it for a million bucks if someone wants to buy it. Exactly, <laughs> that's just how that's how it goes. Yep. Um, the the difference is there's not somebody willing to buy my house for that much. But if if there's a seller that's willing to pay more than the next guy, and and they continue to push that price up, that's where the price meets. So where the seller's willing to sell and where the buyer's willing to buy, that creates the price point. Right. Exactly. And we do have, you know, I haven't seen it personally. I mean, I don't know for a fact is what, what I'm getting at. But I've heard over and over that there are out-of-town, you know, buyers that are coming in and pushing the price 
too high for what people make in Sheridan. And that's a possibility. I don't know if I don't know if that's the case, but um, that is a possibility. And, you know, something we need to look at. Yeah, and I, you know, and I think again, that's where it's like, you know, the city will do its job, but at the end of the day, I mean, if if there is a consumer that wants to pay that price. Right. Okay, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and especially if you think from the opposite side of the, the spectrum, because like a homeowner, if the city is artificially pushing the price that I'm able to get out of my home down, I'm going to be upset. Yep. So, you know, yeah. like, there's two sides of it. Yep. Yeah, I own a house and um, since we bought it, it's the value, um, you know, quote unquote, has gone up. And I imagine we probably could get offers for more than we sure. paid for it now. You and know. you shouldn't be punished for that for, exactly. making, for making an investment. Yep. And I, I realize that not everybody's able to make that investment uh, you know, at this point in time because mm-hmm. of the way the house prices are going. But, um, you know, unfortunately, that's just the market. That's just yep. where it is. Well, and, you know, it's every 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 market, there's going to be a boom and bust. And, you know, it's, like we said, we're probably going to run out of city lots and then everyone's going to start looking outside of town and um so anyways um you know kind of on that same line there spencer um i think i think you want to clear up a little bit in regards to you know what it means to you about diversifying our economy Um, and this is a big you know diversify is a big term getting thrown around um, but i i want to don't want to pump your ego but you and tom kelly had similar um, choice of words in your guys' 60-second answers about we want to diversify, but we want to make sure it's local. We don't want to, um, you know, go go out and recruit businesses because that's not the city's job, but we want to make sure we um, have local people creating their own businesses and right. being diverse. Definitely. So explain that. I think, I think it's about opportunities, right? Um, now, there are certain things the city can do to open up doors. Um, for example, I think, you know, in the past, we've expanded our uh you know our broadband access we've had we have a lot like uh, more cable lines and stuff than we used to so our internet access has gotten faster that type of thing allows more people to work from home or you know uh other things like that so the city there are things the city can do to promote certain industries and you know the industries that that i like to say that i'm going to promote would be things like manufacturing technology um, you know, those types of things. Now, when I say technology, a lot of people get frustrated with me and they go, no, not tech. This is not California. <laughs> and, and I have to explain to them that tech is, is such a broad category. It can be things from like aerospace. It could be software like they have in California. That's not necessarily what I'm after. And, um, you know, I, I don't hate software myself. I'm, and no slight to California, but California is not what I'm we don't want Wyoming to become California. Um, it's it's so crowded. There's traffic. There's crime. We like it here how it is, right? Yep. And so so when I say diversifying the uh, our economy into you know, and I, and I bring up sectors like technology, I could be talking about firearms technology. We could be talking about aerospace, nanotechnology, material science like uh, composite technology. So there's a lot of um, places where technology can be applicable and, and technology plays a huge role in everybody's lives. And so if it's um, technology that makes processing coal into carbon, that's a technology that I would definitely welcome to open up. Yeah. And I think you hit on something we've talked on our show. Um, one remote workers, right? I mean, that's, that's, 
quote unquote tech. You know, they could be they could be a software, and really, actually, we could take them out of uh, now with COVID. It could just be an executive that can work from home, and all they need is a good internet connection. Right. Um, that's what we're talking about. That's um, exactly. you, you, we want those people, and I think we're seeing it. I think those people are wanting to move out of the city. Yeah, of course, because here's the thing: if you can work from anywhere. Why would you live in California? Or, or, or why would you live? I mean, if you like California, of course you live there and please stay. Yeah. But if you <laughs> but if you don't, like we've seen with, you know, we had a, a large influx of Californians with Weatherby. And I think for, for the most part, those those folks have really jived with our way of life here. Yep. They came here, you know, because they didn't like California. And, you know, so they, they didn't come here with the expectation to make Wyoming into California. Yep. And I, I might just continually bash on California. Yeah. That's just because they're the prime example of the opposite mentality that we have in Wyoming. And then I say typically, not everybody yep. in California and not everybody in Wyoming likes the way it is. So. Yeah. Well, and, and, and like you said, there's 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 reasons why those companies moved, and and it's not exactly. it's not because of maybe they didn't like living there. It's you know like scenery and stuff like that. It's, sure. It's. Um, Usually called politically driven. Yep. Right? Or safety and safety, you know or economy, like taxes, yeah. something. Yeah, there's always a reason why why companies choose to relocate. Exactly. Um, well and, and one thing I'll bring up and we on our show we've talked about Kraken Bank. They're a mm-hmm. cryptocurrency bank right. that got a charter uh, down in Cheyenne. And first one in the States, first one in the in, you know, um, in right. the United States, and then they're gonna be in Cheyenne. That's what we're talking about now. Huge, yeah. We've talked on our show. Do we agree that the state kind of went and catered to them? No, because right. I think if they're, you know, we should just keep the doors open for them. Now there was some legislation they had to do via cryptocurrency, but anyways, I right. digress. But right. that's what we're talking about. Yeah, we definitely. we we want we that's what we want here, and those people want those people have our values. They want to be safe. Yeah. Um, and and here I, I'm gonna bring up another little sub point. Yeah. Just like. Cheyenne, I like, I like Cheyenne, don't get me wrong. So what I'm about to say is going to sound like <laughs> I don't like Cheyenne. There's no rivalry here. I'm just saying what I'm getting at is, okay, so Kraken moved to Cheyenne, right? And and that's great. It's a great thing for the state of Wyoming. But out of both places, if you've ever been to Cheyenne versus Sheridan, I don't know why you would pick Cheyenne. Yeah. Cheyenne's cool, don't get me wrong. But it's not <laughs> Sheridan, right? Yep. And so I think, you know, we could have benefited from that. Mm-hmm. And and if if they would if they had toured the state some they might have picked sure yep or or if maybe the city had some other type of you know incentive for that and that's where I think um, on our show that's why we bashed the state a little bit about like how did you cater to these because right. why is it in, you know and you know who knows it's closer to Denver and um, yeah, whatever Denver, so maybe they're because they're they're a software company <laughs> company excuse me in the long run and so. You know, they maybe maybe that that they're closer to them, right. so they can like scout talent from you know larger cities, or it could be possibly that they're closer to where the state legislative decisions are made. Yep. So maybe they want to keep a close kind of you know contact with the politicians there. So there's a lot of reasons it could be. Yep. But yeah, the, I think the the uh, you as a city council member is why not Sheridan? Right. Exactly. You know, you, like you, you know, this is a shout out to Kraken. If you guys are listening, right. Come up to Sheridan and figure out what you're missing. At least come visit. Yeah. Um, maybe you could, uh, set up another, you know, another bank here. I mean, it's already statewide, you know, um, 
But uh, yeah, no, that's a great point. And I think, again, that's that's what we're talking about is, you know, why not share it and get, get those kind of businesses? Right. Um, businesses that will provide jobs, you know, well-paying jobs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that's kind of what we do down at the makerspace, not to switch topics too much, but we try to get people familiar with the types of skills that, that you know, I talk about in this diversified economy, quote-unquote. Yep. You know, if you're into manufacturing, you know, in these types of things, the college is a good a good place to learn some of that stuff. If you if you've never like, 3D printed before and you want to go work at Remico, you may be able to come down to the makerspace, check that out, and see what that's like. So it's these type of in new industries that people might not necessarily have the skills for yet, but we can we can turn those people out. Yep, and I think that's one thing that. Um... Not to like this is an endorsement by any means to both of you guys, but you and Tom Kelly are getting into this loop of how about we just be self-sufficient, yeah. shared in its whole. And, and we I, don't need anything else. We can do it, which is the manufacturing tech, you know, and then exactly we we can do we are doing it here, and so why not expand on that and and just make you know so what's good for Kenan and Weatherby and Vacutech and Ramico, those type of manufacturing companies. What's good for them is good for other manufacturing companies as well. And yep. we'll start to see, I think, other manufacturing companies starting to pick Sheridan because they'll realize, oh, why are they kind of all centering around Sheridan? Oh, this is why. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, definitely. And and by the way, you mentioned Tom. I, I just want to say, like, again, um, not an endorsement of any kind, but <laughs> I, I like Tom a lot. Him and I both um, agree on, it seems to be, many many things so yeah um so yeah so i think economy you know um i want to go to this because i thought you had a great answer here they they kind of finished out the forum with you know if you had a a uh your 60 seconds which is what they gave everybody you know describe sheridan um i wrote these down you know your first one was be yourself and i think that is one of the most important things in regards to just the values of Sheridan and the values of Wyoming is look, we have um, all all life, you know, appear, you know, we have everyone that are in their own walks of life, Definitely. in their own jobs, and um, and Wyoming supports that. So that was number one. Is I thought that was awesome. Is be yourself, open spaces, definitely. And then for Sheridan, you said, you know, small town feel, even though we're growing, we still have that small town right. character. Yeah, definitely. We've been growing over my entire lifetime. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't have even uh, uh, Kidoba or like Jimmy John. Like when we get new restaurants, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're getting big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, and I stand by those things, you know, um, small town feel is, is important to, to me, you know, Growing is, is important too, but we gotta maintain that sense of like I can park downtown and not have to lock my car when I when I walk away. Absolutely. You know, that that type of that type of feel is is, is important. Yeah. I think. And then um be yourself, I think that's another huge thing. Uh you I think now the younger generation I find, I always hear the same type of like everyone says like, Oh, we don't have there's no opportunities here. We you know, there's no uh, I don't know, name your thing. Yeah. There's no this. Well, I'm, I think I'm a lot different than, than the younger generation in the fact that I don't, when I see a lack of, or when they see a lack of opportunity, I see it as an opportunity. Yep. So like, for example, you know, to bring it back to the makerspace a little bit, a couple of years ago, I was like, wow, man, we don't have any makerspace here. 
And instead of just saying, oh, we don't have one, I'm going to move, you know, we decided to create one. Yep. So any lack of opportunity that you perceive is actually an opportunity. Yeah. And so that's where that's where be yourself really comes into play. Because if yourself is, you know, somebody who wants to frequent a makerspace and there isn't one, build one. Start yeah, one. start one. Yeah. We can do that here. And, and nobody's going to stop you. Yep. And wow, because I was gonna have I was gonna have you end with this, Spencer, of like, what does it mean to go be Wyoming? And you kind of just hit on it, like I started my makerspace because there wasn't one here. Yep. Um, you know, this this podcast came from the energy industry and the ag people not being educated and not understanding both of those industries. Sure. And it's kind of like you, you want to introduce it to the people and talk it, about. Yeah, and I I easily could have been like ah. You know, it's because I'm in Wyoming, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, I could, you know, it's one of those things again, where it, first it's an app, it's a, it's a mindset, right. But Definitely. I think the state as a whole, there's plenty of people, there's plenty of businesses that look at problems and they say, you know what we, you know, due to policies and whatever you want to say about the state, they can do that. You know, we can, Definitely. we can start those things. Um, you know, so, um, Wyoming truly is a state of a lot of firsts really is yeah first state to have women vote mm-hmm. first state uh for uh llc's right we're the yep. first state for that first state for uh um crypto legislation and cryptocurrency stuff like yeah we're the first we have a lot of firsts here yep and um you know i think that wyoming has always been a trailblazer and i think we'll we will continue to do so absolutely yeah awesome um well last thing spencer thanks for coming on um, we did this last time. You're doing a little more campaigning now after the primaries, which is, is pretty typical. Um, where can people find you? Do you have anything campaign-wise planned? Or what's the best way to um, for someone to reach out to you if they have a question or um, they have issues that they want to discuss with you? What's the best way they can reach you? Yeah, so I now have a Facebook page. Um, you can find it, I think it is uh, Spencer Kazara for City Council. So you can reach out to me there, and of course, if I get elected, that's just going to say Spencer because our city council. Yep. <laughs> um, but you know, um, I'm pretty engaged. I don't use Facebook otherwise, but as far as this page goes, I'm pretty engaged with the people that talk on there. And I mean, you can go on there and see a lot of. I've answered a lot of people's questions, you know, or people have asked, "How did I feel about Main Street reconfiguration?" or "How do I feel about this?" I'm pretty open about it and you know I don't always agree with everybody and, and they don't always agree with me but um, I'm definitely open to having like, any civil discussion and if you find that I will probably ask you lots of questions more than you ask me because if you comment on my page and say hey we need to do something about affordable housing I'm gonna say what do you think we should do it because that's the type of person I am so you know in fact I encourage you guys please reach out on the Facebook page and see, you know, anything that you have uh, an issue with or want to know how I feel about it, I want to know how you feel about it as well. So please reach out. Yeah, use that resource. I think, you know, um, another reason why we started this show is I have the availability to sit down with you and our state legislators. It's like, reach out to them. We're not in a state where they're going to ignore you. I think I said that last time, accessible politicians. I think that's so important. Yeah. And it's one of the keys to what I want to do is I just, I want to, Always remain accessible. If you need something, you know, when I'm on city council, please reach out. Awesome. Well, thanks, Spencer. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. We'll catch you all next time. Thanks for listening, everyone.
That interview was brought to you by Alpha Graphics. If you enjoy our interviews, please like, follow, and subscribe our show. If you have any ideas on who you think we'd uh, enjoy interviewing or topics that you'd like us to cover, please reach out and contact us. Also, you can learn more about uh, being a sponsor of the show or sponsoring the interview. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Everyone stay positive out there, stay resilient, and go be Wyoming.